are at the tail end of October. Uh, good Monday morning to you. I want to talk to you about something which I don't really have a lot in the way of pet peeves, but this is one. Uh, I've listened to a lot of police interviews with suspects. I've listened to trial testimonies. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a police officer, but I, I'm involved with enough of them to hear this. And then, of course, you see it on the telly. You see it in people's lives. They'll say, no, you have to believe me. You have to. I, I, I didn't do it. You have to believe me. I promise you. I give you my word. I, I promise on my mother's life. Those are absolutely meaningless statements. They are uh, appeals without any reason for us to reply to the appeal in a positive way. Because nobody has to believe you. And swearing on your mother's life or your father's grave or your bunny's head is, is of no value when it comes to evidence and fact and truth. And so I want to want to give you a couple of things to think about and, and to remember. All right. Anecdote is not the plural of data. Now, what that means is this. You can have all of the stories you, you want, but if they're not backed up by data, they're useless. It's rather like the guy that says, I, I, you know, I, Started wearing a copper bracelet. Now my golf swing, I, I can hit it five yards farther. Ah, it, it's a, no, that's a story. But that does not show that the bracelet led to the length in your, your drive. In fact, there's even a name for that error, which is uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc. After this, therefore, because of this. You know, I had a, had a really, really bad cold and then... I was drinking tea and I swallowed a little bit of the lemon and oh, I thought I was going to choke, but then it went down next day, no cold. So I do lemon now and I never get a cold. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. It's an, it's an error in thinking. It is a confusing anecdote with data and it's everywhere. And the other one, what the people are saying when they say you have to believe me is another form of the other huge error that is made by um, the vast majority of anyone talking on a news show or a politician um, talking to anybody and that is assertion is not an argument assertion is not an argument for me to uh, to say for example that jesus is the christ the son of god is an assertion and i believe that with all my heart but it's not an argument. And so if I'm talking to an atheist friend of mine, and yes, thank you, I have many that are, and I find them wonderful people. Uh, as they're talking to me and I say, Jesus Christ is the son of God. And they'll say, well, where's your data? And I'm able then to produce from history, from uh, you know, scripture, the witnesses and such, more or less what they can and cannot accept and we find out which pieces of evidence will work with them and which will not and we we do that little evidentiary dance but that's the argument that's what we're working on argument is not a brawl most people think and are what they think an argument is is really just an exchange of assertions you know you're stupid no you're stupid it's not an argument the uh, monty python of course did a very 
famous whole skit on the argument sketch. And you can still find that online if you'd like. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact is we've got a real problem in Christianity in that we can't talk about some things because if we do, all of a sudden the triggered ones get triggered and start coming back and showing us why Christians aren't that popular in many communities. Once you think about it, these are people that are saying, if you believe what they believe and act like they act, then you will get to go spend eternity with them. Do you want to? That question is never asked. An example is this. Last month, um, I, think it was, I think it was around the first of the month, um, and it could have been, it, it could have actually been the last in August or the first in September. I did a Monday morning message on inerrancy and the character of God. Because if you push for word for word, God dictated this. And if they said God said it, then absolutely God said it. If you push for that, you turn God into a murderer, uh, a murderer of children, innocent women. You turn him into this monster to the point, by the way, where when early Christians began to get that concept of this is an inerrant book, some of them, like Marcion, split the gods and said, well, the God of the Old Testament was a horrible, evil fiend. And so Jesus came to tell us about the good God. Well, there aren't two gods. There's another way to deal with this. And that is that God used humans to write a human book under his guidance and pushing them. And the moral art kept bending toward grace and kindness. And then we see in Jesus the settling of the argument. This is what God looks like, acts like, sounds like. So I did that Monday morning message. Well, it, it released, as, as many of them do, um, emails and assertions. And one of the comments that popped up, and I'm just going to quote it, because, it, and again, not to shame the individual. I'm assuming the individual is an extremely nice person. I'm going to pull that down, their comment, because since I'm reading it here, I don't want people to go back and see who did it and hassle them. All right? We're not going to do that. We don't hassle people on our media or my social media, and you shouldn't on yours. Fair enough? All right? That's an assertion, but I can make an argument for it if you want. Here is what I, I laid out. Here are facts. Here are, here are A, B, C, D facts. These are linear issues. These are real things. So I laid out arguments. This is what I got. God, there, there's no... Um, comma here. God spoke and God meant what he said. He said, kill, capital, them, all, and then big capitals, omnipotent, and then just capitalized, omnipresent, knowing cyclical. I, I'm going to assume autocorrect got them on that last one because autocorrect gets me. So I'm not going to assume that that was, you know, something stupid or went off in their brain. We've, we've all we've all posted things and gone back later and gone, wait, what? What did autocorrect say I said? But did you notice what this was? There was not one engagement with any fact that I stated. There was not one engagement with any scripture. There were no engagements with any necessary conclusions. None of that. Merely assertion. The thing is, people think they've made a point. 
No, God said it. He meant it. Kill them all. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient and knowing something. That's those are assertions. And thank you for those assertions. Can you make an argument that will address anything I've actually said? By the way, that's a, I guess I do have pet peeves. Um, politicians left and right are equally bad at this, equally bad, is that somebody will ask them a direct question and instead they leap into their campaign talking points and you never get to it. You never, or as soon as they start getting to it, then another person shouts them down. And who wants to listen to shouting? Well, evidently millions, but not me, because those are assertions. They're not making an argument. One of the reasons they're not making an argument out there, and one of the reasons why people, whenever they fire off at me, aren't making arguments, is because it's hard and it takes time. You have to read a lot. Every week somebody asks me, how much do you read? And the answer is a lot. I've averaged more than two books a week since I was 12 years old. Plus, in a given month, I'll read 30 journals. I'll read four or five research papers and see their conclusions. And uh, the, then I'll see the, what other researchers are saying and how they're coming at it. I read constantly. It's one of the very few gifts I have. And then I'm able to distill the knowledge, remember the knowledge, rearrange the knowledge, and go to different universities or wherever they need me. Um, not Normally, it's the Ohio State University, but some others have called me in and say, I think this person has missed this, and this person over here is doing this other thing. You get these two people together, you're going to have something. But separately, they're not the, the conclusions aren't going to work. But they fill each other's gaps. You see, that's my job. That takes time. You got to do a lot of reading, and you got to challenge yourself. You have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to be seen as wrong, heard as wrong, and corrected as wrong. And I'm willing with an argument. A couple months ago, uh, it happens a lot. It does. But this particular fellow, they always start off with, I've always liked you. I've met you here. I've followed you for years. You never know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Um, it's <laughs> one famous uh, exchange. A politician uh, was looking at a rock star at one of these rock the vote things and said, I'm, I'm a big fan. And she turned to him and said, name two songs. And he went blank. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Um, anyway, so maybe they were following me. Maybe this doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're people. They don't have to follow me. And then I said something and uh, about Jesus and love. And love is the way we should read the scripture. We should not redefine love according to um, everything that people say about the Bible. Well, this, this triggered this guy. And he started, are you a progressive? Are you? And, and I don't do definitions, not online, buddy. I don't do the social media argument. In fact, we looked at online stuff, didn't we, pretty recently. Um, but then he would say, well, what do, you, what do you believe about these things? And my response was, I've been living an open life for 30, 40 years now. It's all online. It's all written. You'll even see as I'm changing my mind. You'll even see as I drop a doctrine that I'd held and embrace another one. And you'll see sometimes when I'll say, well, you know, I need to go back and get some of this. I've lived my life out loud. And so I said, here it is. You can go to these places, hit the search box, and everything I've said about this will come up. That wasn't good enough. No, you must do it for me. Why? 
because he didn't want to do the work. It's much easier to go online or to tell your neighbor that they're wrong without having to go do the evidentiary process to see. And so don't do that. I think Paul kills the internet if you read Romans 14. He says, don't argue about disputable things. He says, whatever you think about these matters, keep them only to yourselves. But also everything we know about argument and assertion and truth, how to find truth. Assertions never help you find truth. Not if you don't then move to argument and data collection. And so every time somebody goes, you just have to believe me. Or this person, God spoke and God meant what he said. He said, kill them all. Who told you that? Remember, that's the name of the series. Who told you that this is what God said? Who told them? Who told them? Who came up with the idea? Were they right? What is the evidence that they were right? Does the evidence that you are now going to present contradict other known facts that have already been uncovered by a very long, hard argument that has given us evidentiary processes and led us to truth? If it will, are you willing to go back and do the hard work of seeing why? That's, that's what's missing. It's what's missing. And so once again, know the difference between an assertion and an argument. To the, think about it this way. Well, you know, you know, um, th that guy over there, he, he should go on a diet. All right, first of all, who are you? You know, you're, you're the weight monitor for the world now. Second, you don't know his situation, anything about it. You're making an assertion that that man needs to correct his behavior in his life, and maybe he does. But where's your argument? Tell me about his chemicals. Tell me about his genetic makeup. Tell me about his habits. Tell me about his income, because the poorer you are, the more fat you have to eat because fat and sugar are cheap. So talk to me about all of this. You, you, you can say, well, he doesn't make a lot of money, but he got exercise. Can you tell me about his joints and ligaments? Can you tell me about any pain he's experiencing in his back? You know, that's the thing about pain. Most of the time you don't see it when other people are feeling it. Be very careful that you do not accuse and do not confuse assertion with argument. And also remember, people can tell all the stories they want to tell, but stories are not data. We need to get the facts. We need to collect them. We need to sort through them and see where it takes us. That takes time. But if we have the discipline to do this, and please read Romans 14, verse 1 through chapter 15, verse 7 today just to nail this in, all right? If we can do this, maybe we'll end up looking and acting like the kind of people that people would like to spend eternity with. And when they ask us why, we can tell them about Jesus. Have a great week. Cheers.